This is the Progression Project Podcast, deconstructing foiling, flow, and the learning process with your host, Eric Anthemson. What's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project Podcast. No intro today. I'm live in the studio, which is unreal with Austin Tovey. What's up, Austin? Yeah, it's an honor to be on the show, man. I've been loving listening in to all the great guests you've had. It's been a pleasure to be able to foil with you lately here. Having bringing the foil community together in Jax has been awesome. It's growing fast. It is, isn't it? It is. I feel like you're like the leader. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Um, dude, so I don't know where to start with you because there's so many cool things that have just happened. Let's start with the swell that we just had. Epic. And and let's start with the clip because everyone's seen the clip, the double hand grab. Biggest air I've ever seen probably in my life in any board sport. That was insane, dude. That was an epic day, man. Really glad you were out there. Glad Brian got to see how good it can get in Jacksonville. That toe day was insane. Like I've been waiting for a hurricane swell like that because last I got into toe foiling like last year and then last year I was down in Orlando. So I missed out on a lot of the good hurricane swells here. And that one was the session to remember. The 850 was so fast too. Like I saw that section lining up and just boosted and it was like a impromptu double hand gorilla grab, I guess is what they call it. And then I didn't think I was going to pull that at all. I like landed behind the whitewater. Like I, I did not think I was going to pull it. I just held on. I disappeared in the whitewater for a second and then rode out of it. And I was so stoked. Yeah, it was unreal. And it's so much bigger in real life too. Like the video is insane, but the video doesn't do it justice. Like I was on the rope out back waiting on the next set. And I knew Austin like had just it was a bomb. It was a good wave. And so I was like keeping an eye on, I could kind of see his head like going down the line. And all of a sudden I saw him just huck it. It was so huge. I'm just sitting there on the rope watching and I completely forgot I was on the rope, completely breached, went over my worst wipeout I've had. We were, we were towing on the 850. I was going like 17, 19 miles an hour and just face planted. But I never took my eyes off of the air, dude, because it was so sick on the way down. I was still watching. <laughs> so funny when you called me and you're like, I only fell one day and it's all your fault. And I was like, what did I do? Like, I was thinking like, I didn't like cut him off on the ski or anything, did I? Or like get too close to him. He was like, dude, like I looked and saw your air and just ate it. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I-, I surprised myself on that landing for sure. Like I did not expect to pull that one. I yeah. definitely got a lot more clips too gonna put together an edit from that day i That's, did a couple flips a couple threes it's all un- unreal it's that, just incredible what you can do with more speed like that was my first day towing on the 852 yep and with speed you can do so much more yeah and those sections were so good like that spot had such a good air section on it too it did and like the speed was just there at all times so it's not like <laughs> having to pump to, to like get up to speed to send stuff it's like speed was always there <laughs> Yeah. And I was riding a super thin, like prototype Armstrong board, super thin. And I was kind of worried that I, I wouldn't be able to ride out of landings with it because it's, it's like got to be like five liters or something. It's like a potato chip thin board. Really? Yeah. But with the speed, like it would just bounce right up and ride out. What size board was that you're on? That's a 3.7. Okay. Yeah. It's a 3.7 prototype that I really think they should put out to the market because it's so sick for wake foiling and towing too. Yep. It's incredible, but the 4.0 board is super sick too. The new board that Armstrong came out with, like, I feel like it's better for for landing airs because it doesn't really sink down into the water as much. Right. But because I had speed, it was mainly like all foil, popped right back up. So yeah, you popped up real quick out of the foam on that clip. I didn't yeah. see the front of the wave when we were out there, but that clip's unreal. And yeah. then the other one that you sent me too was insane. I'm get, I've been getting some of the sneak peeks of what's about to what's about to come out. Yeah, it's fun just to have the speed to send it on sections or even just an open face when you feel like you're going fast and want to just slam on that back foot and just pop it as high as you can. But yeah, I'm pumped. I just started riding off with the flips in the ocean now. So it's more of like a wakeboard tantrum, like going straight back. Like I know Kai and Kai and uh, Noah have, have done like more of the cartwheel flip uh-huh. where it's like more of like a cartwheel where they whip it back. And I, I had trouble spinning that way. Like whenever I try to knock it back over the like over the shoulders. I kind of spin like a mob. It's like I kind of just get all get all out of whack when I spin that way. So I ended up trying like more of a wakeboard tantrum which is like straight back. So 
that one works out for me a lot better. I think I'm the first one that's that's done that flip. It's like it's like a different variation, but it's cool. I found like a perfect section on that day and whipped it back and stuck it. So I'm pumped to put that clip out too. Yeah. I, I actually think that you're leading the way right now in the ocean. I think Noah's doing stuff that's insane behind the boat. I think he's winning behind the boat. Yeah. I think you've got it in the ocean right now, dude. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, that was nice of what of Noah, what he said about he like reposted my clip and said, like, this is sicker than any flip I've ever done on foil. But if any of you listening haven't seen what Noah did, like that was insane. It was like a mob. It's a 360 with a flip behind the boat. And he was trying it out in Lake Powell when we, we did that Armstrong trip. And like he was getting so close. And I was like, I really want him to stick this thing. And then, of course, I was like, give the kid like a month and he'll post the clip. And then like two weeks later, it was it was out there crazy so unreal man yeah it's like a front side three with a flip and now i guess i i got to be the one to try the no 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 i did a backside three with the flip and now i I guess i'm the one that's gonna have to try the front side three with the flip now it's been great to ride with noah though like i definitely wouldn't be where i'm at in foiling if it wasn't for him we just push each other how amazing is that to have a crew of guys that are just pushing each other all the time like it's been unreal and and it's so fun now in Jacksonville because every day you go out, it's like a heat. It's, it's so sick. Yeah. It's so much fun. Like the, the wake foiling thing has definitely helped my riding a lot because I, I Noah was my roommate in college. We lived on a lake in Orlando. We both went to UCF. So like before class, we'd go wake foiling or wakeboarding or whatever. And then right when I got back, like the boat would already be out on the lake and I just jump in the water and paddle out and just start ripping with the boys. So it's great to have other riders to help push your riding. And, and here it's been awesome proning with the, with the squad of foilers we have now because the level is getting super high. Like Eric is, is the freaking foam banging king. The way he hits it is insane. He's doing these sick tweaks. Like when he comes up and bangs the foam, he like tweaks it. You see the tail and the tip of the wing come out and he just rides off with it. So it's it's sick. It's sick to ride with Brian now too. And you know, Pedago rips. Like the whole the whole crew is progressing super fast. So I just can't wait for the day that Eric straps up. Because that is going to be nuts. It's probably going to be about two weeks before the day that Eric is hurt and uh, out of the water. Yeah, that's why I haven't done it yet, bro. Yeah, you and Pedigo both. Like I heard the, I was listening to the Pedigo show and heard like you put him on the spot about when he's going to strap up, but you guys both got to do it at the same time. Yeah, he's done it a little bit. All right, so I want to take a step back, Austin, and you are an insanely talented, just board sportsmen all, all across all platforms. You're in that rare group of Kiahi and Kai in that you, anything wind board related, you're, you're shredding at the, at the highest level of the sport. But that didn't just happen. You have come from, an in, like I know your dad, such a legend. He's the man. Yeah. And you guys are like best friends and it's one of the coolest things. What I aspire to have with Damo and-, and Same. Yeah. It's what I aspire to do with my son as well. But talk through the importance of that relationship and how that started at the beginning, because I think that there is no current Austin Tovey without Kirk Tovey. And um, I think that's such a rad thing. I'm I'm, try- I'm chipping on Kirk to get on the show too. I think it would be insane. But Yeah, that's just, yeah we, we got to get him on here one time. He's been busy working a lot. But yeah, first of all, thanks for mentioning me next to Kai and Kiahi because that, that's a major compliment. Super cool. But yeah, my dad's just always been my role model my whole life. Like I've just always looked up to him so much. And it's funny, like he first got into surfing and then my mom would watch him surf and just be like, why are you sitting in the water, not getting any waves? And all these kiters are just kiting all around you, just getting sick rides. And then he was like, yeah, you're right. I should definitely take that up. So he got into kiting and then took me up to real real water sports up in Cape Hatteras in, in the Outer Banks. And I got a kite lesson there. I was 10 years old. So I got going up there and then also started like wakeboarding when I was 10 as well. And then since then, like me and my dad have just been scoring sessions all the time. At first was kiting, always getting epic sessions with him. Like we go to Cabo a lot and 
score a bunch of sessions there. And now the foiling thing is just taking over his life. And like, that's all he wants to do. He's so frothy. He's so frothed on it. And he rips, dude. Did you see that clip I posted of him hauling? He was going so fast. He said he got like some of the best rides of his life that day. So it really fires me up to see how stoked he gets on it. And it's just amazing to share that sport with my dad. And we just have this great bond together when we're riding. And he's definitely my best friend, favorite person to ride with. So it's major, major blessing. He's one of those guys that when he comes out, just like everybody's happier. Yeah, for sure. You, you can't know? be in like a bad mood around the guy. Like he's just always super pumped up. He's got a lot of energy too, like more than me. So like a lot of my younger friends say he has more energy than, than them. And he's he's like 50, 56 now. No, I think he's like 58. <laughs> but he's just, he's he's ripping. Crushing. Yeah. And he loves the winging too. But his favorite thing he says is definitely the toe foiling. Yep. Because like the rides he can get when I whip them in and we've just got it down to a system. Like me and him are the best tow team. Like we've done it so many times. Like at first it was a little stressful, but now it's just like all fun, no stress. Like we've got it down. Yeah. I can whip them in on the bombs like perfectly. He, he puts me in the perfect spot. He gets the clip like so good. He's been killing it with the filming too. I'm I'm super proud of him. Yeah. (laughs) Cause at first, like it was hard. Like he's not that good with, technology really but at first you would be like inversely filming you know like rolling a clip like while i'm not on a wave and then like (laughs) thinking he was starting the clip but it's like really not even rolling but now he's got it down dude (laughs) so he's the best filmer in the game now (laughs) and that's saying a lot too i I don't doubt it i i've I've watched all the clips and it's so good um let's uh let's talk about something that I actually just talked to Chris Rasman about a little bit, and that is the taking, I've called it skill mapping on the show with Chris Rasman. And if you guys didn't listen to that one, it's a great one. He's such a legend and he comes from such a high pedigree in snowboarding and now applying all that to foiling. And that's similar to what you've done to where, you know, world-class wakeboarder, world-class kite surfer, and now you're coming into foiling. When you approach learning and foiling, how much is just innate talent that you're, or, or are you thinking about how you're mapping the skills from the different sports and, hey, this really applies from wakeboarding into foil surfing or this applies from kiting and I'm going to bring this over. This is the same. It's just a little bit different. Do you think about that? How do you think about it? Totally. I love how you mentioned that on the show with Chris, like the, the skill mapping thing is it's definitely true that all the other sports that I do definitely help my foiling. Like there's no doubt about it. And also Chris also mentioned how when you mix it up, it's good because like it's kind of hard to do the same sport all the time because you can kind of get frustrated and get in like a rut of your riding. Like it's good to change it up and do something else. Like I like to wake skate a lot, which is like skateboarding on the water. And it's definitely a lot different than foiling, but like it's just good to change it up and like give foiling like a little break because then when I'm back on it, I just feel more fresh and feel like feel like I ride better after like mixing it up and like wakeboarding's helped a lot. Surfing's helped a lot, no doubt. I mean, foiling's definitely different, but once you strap up foiling, like the wakeboarding definitely comes into play a lot. And like we see it with Noah as well. Like his flip game is insane because he he flips like a madman on the wakeboard. Like he's doing wake to wake 1080s and freaking crazy flips. So it's definitely helps. The skill mapping is is definitely a thing. Like I'm just glad that I can mix it up and not get tired of doing the same sport. Yeah. Um from leading the strapped foil game right now, you and a handful of guys, um, and and having seen the evolution in wakeboarding um and in kite surfing, how far along the curve in foil strapped foil game are we right now we still just at the beginning what are we going to see happening in the next five years a double flip on a wave would be insane i think Noah would be the first one to pull that i mean he's talked about sending one behind the boat i think hyperlight needs to make him a set of like boots to put on his foil setup to send a double flip because that would just be groundbreaking get that behind the boat and then bring it on a big wave 
on like a 625 super tiny wing and like a long mass and just send a double or something that would be nuts but like for my riding like i really want to try some different stuff and i think the next will be a mob which is like a flip with a 360 like something like what noah did behind the behind the boat but i'd like to do that in the surf because I've got the front side threes down, backside threes, and then the backflip. But I'm just trying to think of what could be next. Yeah. So if you have any ideas on what I should try, like I'm just trying to think. Like I'm kind of, kind of in like a rut. Like it's funny. Me and Noah thought our riding progressed like a long time ago. Like we thought our riding progressed when we were doing frontside airs on foils. Like, and then Noah took the long rope and did a flip. And then we thought we were like, all right, we did a flip on foil. Like it's, it's gotta be it. And then we got creative and somebody was like, you should try it really. Like, if you know what a wakeboarding yep. really is when you like stretch out and get your, get the board uh, above your head. So I put on a 625 and rode behind the boat and was just trying railies. And I, I stuck a railie, which felt really cool. And then just other types of flips, like back flips. I tried a 720 that that would be sick to do like with the handle across the wake do a seven i got close on that but I'm trying to think of what's next like as far as my riding in the ocean goes like i don't know i don't want to say it's going to be a long time till i stick something new but it's like my next trick's going to be a big one and it's definitely going to take a lot of tries because yeah. it's probably going to be a flip with a spin and i know that's not going to be easy and you'll you'll work on that behind the boat until you get it dialed and then send it in the ocean. Totally. The boat has made a huge difference in, in the riding, like learning the spins, especially you just get to try it over and over again. And I mean, same with towing, like you just get towed into a wave and then you find a section and can do whatever you want on it and you fall, you're right back on another one. So it's like, you just get to try as many times as you want. So like the tow foiling and the boat riding, the boat riding, if you want to learn airs on a foil, that's where, where you go. Yeah. Sit back on the wake, take two pumps forward, edge up the edge up the lip and slam on that back back foot as hard as you can. Yeah. And then I, I really like riding the 1050. Like a smaller wing is better. I feel like 1050 is the perfect, the perfect wing for doing that stuff. But that's how you can really get dialed in and get comfortable landing, like with the foil and the water and, and the way and the way to land and and to learn spins as well just throwing the head and shoulders like because once you get it down it's like kind of on lock like that's what i figured out like once i learned that flip in in lake powell that i did now it's like almost easier to do that than it is to do like a normal frontside air it's just like we just like unlock unlock the code and it's just there like once you do it a couple times it just becomes more natural and then you can bring it to the surf so the boat is definitely a great great place to get get it down do you think that foil airs are, are much more dangerous than wakeboard, wake skate airs? Like, how do you look at the consequence on foil versus the others? Because watching you guys, it doesn't seem like you're that worried about the foil, which is that sketches me out once I'm flying through the air with a foil. Like, even if I'm smashing foam and I'm like going too fast and then I'm flying with the board and the foil, it's like. That's a great question, honestly. That's that's a great question. Well, I think my opinion is that being strapped in on a foil is much safer. Like I feel yeah. a lot more comfortable banging white water like like you do when I'm strapped in because when I'm not strapped in, like I definitely feel like I can freaking get jackknifed on the thing because mm -hmm. like the foil can go anywhere. I can go anywhere versus when I'm strapped into it. Like I just know I'm strapped in and I can't get hurt when I'm strapped in. So it's like. It'd be nice to have some like heel straps. Like I heard you talking about it. That would make it safer. But as far as comparing to wakeboarding, like wakeboarding super gnarly because of the speeds you're riding at. Like when the boat slammed down with all that weight to make the wake super big, like you're going like 23 miles per hour. Wow. You catch an edge at that, like you're getting whipped, you know, because when you catch an edge with the board and then your head slams first and that'll rock you. So like, I think it's more mellow than wakeboarding, honestly. Strapped foiling, I mean, just because the speed's lower. Right. Like when I ride boat, I ride 11.3 is usually the sweet spot. And it's 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 not as intense because you're not going as fast and you're not going as big. Right. So, but 
you can always put on a 625 with a longer rope and a foil and send some wakeboard style tricks, <laughs> which like there's more experimenting to do in that era for sure. Like I said, I really want to see Noah send a double flip because that would be nuts. Um, I don't think I got the balls to send that, but I'll just leave that one to Noah. But like doing big back rolls off the wake, like with the rope, like oh. that stuff's just kind of fun to to mix it up and different style of riding on like a small wing and edging across the wake and holding the rope and right. doing more wakeboard style tricks on a foil. I think it's it's different. It's cool. It's just something different, which I like. Yeah. What, what's your favorite type of foiling right now? You do it all. I mean, like we've done tons of runners together, which pretty quickly becoming my favorite thing in foiling. Um, and then the toe foiling, probably, probably toe foiling would be my favorite except I don't have a ski yet. Um, we got to, so yeah, you, you, you can come pull up with Brian or Damo anytime and ride with us, but, and it's good to be able to run the skis though. Cause if they're sitting for too long yep. then they won't be working, but that's super hard. Like I just love putting the right discipline to whatever the conditions have to offer. So yep. like, that's that. I just love like today after this, I'm going to go cruise on cruising kite foil, I'm looking through the window in Eric's studio and there's some white caps. I just saw a kite foiler cruise by and it's fun just to cruise around and it's definitely good practice for foiling all around. Like you can unhook, do spins, pass the handle, like work on tacks. But my favorite thing is toe foiling yeah. because it's just like a rarity, like like a day like that we had from, from Larry doesn't get better than that. No. Like that was just incredible. The, the amount of distance we, we were able to ride to like, you just every time we went out, there'd just be a sick set coming in. Yep. Like you don't really on days like that, you're not really riding around waiting for a wave. It's just like yeah. there's always one there and you just carve it, carve it, carve it up. Just get ready for the air section, get in the right spot, and just try to ride out. <laughs> you're hunting the exact opposite sections that I'm hunting, dude. <laughs> I know, it's funny. I saw you like dipping out because you weren't strapped up like yeah. before it womps but yep. like i'm like i'm just trying to get in the right positioning with my dad filming and the wave and not try to like land on the ski as well and yep. also with the rope behind the ski you kind of got to watch out for that but like yep. it's all about just reading the wave looking for when it's going to pick up and that's when you start getting a lot more speed like on that 850 i was blown away by that thing yeah with the short fuse too and the chop retail thing is so fast like when the wave starts ramping up like right before it's about to dump the speed you can get is insane mm -hmm. so yeah i want to do more like surfing type airs like not as much like just boosting off of a face that's not even breaking i want to try to actually hit the lip like i'm surfing you know mm -hmm. i think yeah, i want to do some big like full full rotations like off the lip on some big sections like that i think what would be sick what i've tried got pretty close would just be like a backside air reverse like surfing pretty much so going backside on a wave yep and then finding a section and like hitting the actual section and doing a backside revo i haven't seen that done i haven't either that's tricky i bet i find it easier to spin front side like if i'm going if i'm going left riding backside like i can spin front side really easy even if i'm going going front side i can i can spin a front side three easy but like going backside and spinning a backside revo like that is pretty tricky but if i get the right section i think i'll definitely be able to pull it when you do that on a surfboard you're using the lip to kind of project you forward and that's got to exactly. be really hard to get that projection forward with the foil so deep in the water yeah exactly yeah it's almost like you got to time it perfectly to like kind of boost kind of towards the beach like you do surfing yep so Yep. It's going to take a couple tries, but with towing, it, it ain't no thing with towing because <laughs> you can just get as many sections as you want and it's just ramp after ramp. Like it's so fun to tow with Noah too. Cause like when we ride together, like he, every, anytime he's up visiting, all he wants to do is take the ski out. Even if it's like all blown out wind chop and I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to get freaking rocked through some gnarly wind chop the whole time. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, like, let's just take the ski out and whatever it is, we'll, we'll practice doing toe outs with like a normal surfboard, just trying to get, get better at airs surfing. But then whenever it looks good for foil, he's, he's so fun to tow with. And I mean, I, I trust him and my dad for, for towing 
in like big conditions. I mean, if it was really big, I'd, I'd probably trust Noah more because he's just so ballsy with the ski and like he's boosting off of massive rollers, doing heel clickers and stuff. <laughs> like I swear. <laughs> and the fact that he towed with, with Zane out in Jaws, like, so yeah, I, I really want to get into riding foiling some, some bigger stuff for sure. Like I definitely would love to get the opportunity to tow foil Jaws or just any big wave, just, I just want to go faster and see what's see what's possible with higher speeds because that little taste that we had from Larry was insane. Yep. I want to be on an even smaller wing with a longer mast on some big old rollers. And it'd be, it'd be cool to start on like the shoulder, you know, because it's not even that dangerous if you start on the shoulder, but then you can like wear, wear a vest with the, with the air thing and, and just maybe send some massive sections. I would love I would love to get into towing into bigger waves for sure. It's I'll just in Florida, channel. it's like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching. <laughs> no, yeah, it'd be sick. I mean, yeah, Noah's Noah wants me to go out to out to Maui with him this winter and like go tow foil jaws. I'm like, uh, I don't know about it. Like I'm down to foil it or or kite it, because like you can just dip away from the wave if you're in a bad mm-hmm. situation. But yeah, it's gnarly like towing jaws. They're using like a weighted down board and all that. It's crazy shit. Yeah. It's pretty cool that Zane like trusted Noah to to take him out and tow him in at Jaws like when they just met. Zane's a legend, man. I I like hanging out with that kid so much. And he's so good on everything. Anything he touches. Yeah, he's gnarly. Just a master. Dude. He gets massive barrels on freaking stand up like yep. he's a madman. You saw his last Porto trip? Unreal. Oh yeah, Just nuts. Ridiculous. And that's so scary on a stand up too. I mean, I stand up yeah. surf a lot and like back in the day i did and big barrels and stand up there's a lot of consequence yeah that's so scary yeah no I, I would love to get barreled on a foil one day for sure i just need to find the right spot that freaking one that james got was sick yeah and it's oh and uh tahi yeah yeah that guy's in, that guy's a nut he it's, is uh, that's probably more consequence than i ever want to take in foiling yeah like, dude i don't know like I'm, I'm down to foil big waves but getting in the barrel with that it's got to be super risky like that's about as risky as it gets i don't know if it comes over the falls and hits photo. you yeah that's what i'm I mean, thinking i'm like the, is the is the juice worth the squeeze on that i don't know i mean the picture looks insane though right mm. broke the internet yeah that was nuts dude and maybe if you're that comfortable with that wave and you've surfed it all your life, maybe it's just a lot different than, you know, like someone who doesn't live there going out. I'm sure it's different. Right. That yeah. is nuts. Um, let's see here. You know what we need to do one of these days is on a day like today, it's blowing on short, like 15 miles an hour, maybe a little gusting a little higher. Maybe we need to take out the skis and do a downwinder. Like yeah. that, that is the reason I want to, I think that if we were out there right now, you could just run it for miles. Yeah. It would be insane. How hard would the run back be though? Be pretty, pretty brutal. Would it? Yeah. But it'd probably be worth it. Do you think you could do our inlet down to the Volano inlet? That's like what? 25 miles? Yeah. That'd be sick. I mean, that's only. That'd be sick to do. Yeah. I mean, I've on those days when it's blowing side shore super well, like. I'm out there like this is world class. Feels like even Brian came yep. from Kauai and said it. He said it feels like it's like world class. Like that's been really fun to do. Just the downwinding runners. Like it's sick because you can ride waves and then pump out and then kind of do. It feels like you're doing real downwinding a little bit. Like because the wind's just pushing you and that there's little like rollers going that direction, going straight. Like straight down the shore so i'm definitely down to do some more distance on that and see how far we can go together yeah i am too i just got a setup tune now that i think is going to be the one the lift 120 with this new tail that i just i chopped the 38 down to like an 11 inch tail and it pumps 20 percent better than it did with the 34 tail but i'm still getting the turning out of it and you know i actually rode that 
um, Noah Austin and I did a runner one night and it was the most humiliating thing ever. Cause I rode the 120 and it was just pretty big for a runner and, and like a it's lot pretty of onshore. It was gnarly. Yeah. It was, it was really onshore. It's hard to pump out through all that turbulence yep. when it's onshore and stuff. But I was like, damn, he's taking this tiny wing. It was a bad idea. And I, I was trying to go on 925 and Noah was visiting and he was like worried that he wasn't going to be able to ride the 1125. So I let him ride the 925 and I was on the 1125 and then Eric's usually smoking us like getting down there fastest. And then we were like, where's he at? Like, and then he called me from his Apple watch and he was like, (laughs) I'm walking with my tail between my legs. That's so bad, dude. (laughs) Uh, I just couldn't get the 120 to pump through the phone. It was just too much turbulence and it was just too mixed up and it just kept stalling out on me. That thing's tiny. I'd like to try it someday. It's awesome. But um, I'm pumped for the 725. I I, I really want to try that. When you get your hands on it, hopefully soon. Yeah, should should be on the way soon. But I've heard rumors of a 525 as well. Have you heard the Maui guys are chopping the 925? Have not heard that. Who They're, was Sky? Is Sky doing that? Sky did it, and I talked to Kane too, and he's saying that it surfs a little better with like it's like a two and a half inch chop off the tail, kind of like to look like that new Axis 999. So it's really? like a blunt chop. And uh, I'm getting all this third party through Kane, but I think Kane's coming on the show this week. Should be awesome. So hit me if you guys are listening to this. Hit me with questions for Kane if you want me to have some input on that. But uh, blunt chop on the 925, about two and a half centimeters is what I was told. Mm. Makes the stall speed a touch higher, but then it takes away the abrupt stall. So you feel it coming more apparently interesting yeah I, I don't know i haven't felt it but that wing just the way it is i'm blown away by it i mm-hmm. freaking love that thing that's that's like been my go-to prone wing yep. lately just because you know it's all about the chip and like and it's just so easy when you see a set out the back you can get there so quick on that thing like it just pumps so fast yep. and easy and it also turns well it bangs good it's sick for spins and and airs even and yeah, I'm blown away by it. I'd I'd be curious to see what chopping it does. I definitely want to try chopping my 1252. I'm I'm I'd love to try yours. I tried Skies out in uh, or actually it was it was Jim Bones's. Uh huh. Dude, you should have Jim Bones on the show. That guy's a legend. Robbie just told me that too. He's so cool, dude. He's the coolest guy I've ever met in the water. He's like 74, and he rips guardrail every day in Maui. Like he's the man. He's the coolest dude ever. But I, I rode his chop twelve fifty. That thing was so loose. Was it? It was so loose. Yeah. But you definitely chop yours a lot more, dude. You you freaking butchered yeah. that thing. I did. I took a lot off of it, and it's it's good. You lose low end pump. It's weird. It's got a lot of drag on the low end. But then once you're at speed, it seems to pump pretty good, hmm. and it uh, it turns into probably the one of the best surf wings I've ever been on as far as like how tight you can crank it. You were ripping that thing on those clips you put up. That's what we um, towed the back half of that session that day. We had the 850 on and neither Robbie or I could get dialed on it. And I think it might've been the board, some something in the setup there. Um, but then we put on that chop 1250 and it was really fun. Like at the end, I was able to go pretty top to bottom. I was I went over to like inside the inlet there where that left was breaking. Sick. And that wave was real. It was like a little mini like Boca Barranca or something like that. Like a little overhead just stacked up like four or five, seven turns. Like, Yeah, I just love towing, man. Like the, the waves look super fun for shortboarding too. Like I, I, I love getting barreled for sure. And, right. But like I just hate being aggro in like a crowd like that. Like I just... I just so much rather go tow foil and get so many super long rides and have to like back off of waves because other people are paddling for it. Like it's just yep. so blessed to have that spot to go tow and it's just the boys like you, Robbie, Brian, Alex, like yep. my dad, like just trading off sick waves, super long rides. Like it's amazing. I feel like hopefully it won't get too populated out there as foiling starts to grow, but it's just crazy it the amount of like time on waves we can spend when we're towing. Yep. But even if it started to get crowded, you've got well, like four setups right there within a mile. Yeah. I mean, I, I was actually thinking that I wanted to be down at the other shoal because yeah. I think that for, you know, just for what you were doing, that was the spot, right? Like for sure, because that inside section was just throwing, just heaving. But I wanted to be kind of like out and like the long rollers and just... Like yeah. carving it up a little bit there's a bunch of good more good spots to explore 
Yeah. I just like kind of going right there because it's close to the rocks. Like here at, at our inlet, it's a long ride out. Like compared to down south when I tow with Noah, like the surf's not nearly as good down there. It's always a lot smaller unless we get like a like a hurricane or anything. But his rocks are like one twentieth the length of ours. It's a mile jetty here. Dude, yeah. It's it's I wish there was a cut through for skis so we didn't have to go all the way out and around, but like right. It'd be great if they could make the inlet like not as long, but I guess it's because the because Na- the Navy base and there's like submarines and all this crazy stuff like yep. coming through there. But towing down in SoFlow is nice because it's just so quick to get out there just because the rocks are so short. But gotcha. Yeah, it's a sick spot out there. Yeah. Um, I've been winging out there before too, and just brought like a wing and pumped it up on the ski and like straight offshore wind. Mm-hmm. And just wing into waves and just ride them with the with the wing and when do you pick winging now and when do you pick shore running because you're you know when it's r- super freaking windy i'm down to wing that's when you want to wing yeah it's just kind of hard for me to make the decisions these days it's like do i kite foil do i wing or do i do a runner i love how simple doing a runner is like it's just so, so nice like get off of work or whatever and just just grab your board and go like it's just so great like like you said i do feel like it's like the most free sport you just get out there you get one and you can go for miles dude like miles it's so fun and great exercise great cardio i love that part about it and it's just you don't have to deal with setting up the wing. The short pound here can be, can get pretty gnarly with the wing too. So it's kind of nice to go through it without the wing. But I always am, am like debating between those three things. Like when it's side shore, am I going to do a runner, a kite foil, or or just a prone downwinder? And when it's side shore, it's, it's, it's prone downwinder. When it's onshore like this, kite foil. Kite foil. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. I can actually like, power the kite keep it high unhook and just ride waves on the 850 and like feels like i'm holding the bar with like my two fingers because the bar pressure is so light when you're like actually riding the wave because like you're actually fooling the wave with the kite high unhooked and the prone downwinding is i feel like more fun than doing a downwinder a down winger on foil at least here because you can rip the wave so much more freely without having to deal with that big wing and Yep. going downwind with that is kind of hard so sometimes i'll like i did a down winger out here and was kind of wishing that i just did a prone mm-hmm. a prone down uh, a prone runner but down down wingers out in like baja so sick like out in cabo you can go out where the whales are like where it, it just gets deep super super quick out there like right off the beach so the wind swells so sick and you can just glide downwind and then there's other sick waves that you can wing on too. It's a yeah. blast out there. Um, you know what I like about runners so much is that you can kind of pick and choose whether or not you're doing a downwind or whether you're going to surf. You can do a runner with a surf wing and you just, you know, you have more runs, you know, you're up and down more or you can take out like the big high aspect and then just do distance on it too. Right. It always turns into a competition though when there's like guys in the water then everyone's, you know, you're trying to make the longer run. Right. But. Yeah. That's kind of hard to decide if you want to go have like a bang sash where you're just like ripping, banging white water, doing airs or whatever and taking your time going down. It's more of like a drifter session versus like versus like a shore runner but then also going the distance on a high aspect is super sick too it's so, so rad. it's kind of just like whatever you have time to do if you don't have much time just do a quick shore runner and you're so satisfied with such a quick session like even if it's like 20 minutes like just to know that you went three miles in like 15 minutes of being on a wave it's yep. pretty satisfying Dude, how crazy, and maybe you've already experienced this with kiting because kiting gives you so many more days on the water versus just being a surfer in Florida, but totally makes so much sense here. Kiting does. And when I moved back from Costa Rica, I was used to good surf every day. And then as a surfer, when I moved back, it's like, I even tried to embrace longboarding. I kind of couldn't do it. It was just didn't really do it for me, but I still would go, but it was still like maybe a few days a week. And now with foiling, it's like, I just forced myself to take off yesterday because I'm so sore after the last swell, right? Like it changes Florida. 
It totally does. It makes so much sense. Foiling and kiting both. Like I just love in Florida every day there's something. Like it's sick to see even like super like these pro surfers like Cody Thompson. He rips so hard shortboarding and he just got into kiting and he's been doing it for like two years now, three years now, and he's just ripping, like doing strapless back rolls, just massive hacks in the surf. Soon to get him foiling soon, but he just rips surfing so hard that like that's all he's trying to do right now. But how hopefully come, someday. How come we haven't seen the 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 hardcore surf crew here yet embrace foiling? It's a good question. I think a lot of them want to do it, and I have had like a few. I just sold a setup to my friend James who who surfs, and this kid Charlie as well, and they and they love shortboarding, but they love foiling too. But I think I feel like like the price of of a kid is a is a big factor, right? And just a lot of maybe people just they're just scared. I don't know. They're just they just think surfing is like the only way or whatever. But it's it's so fun. Just the speeds you can hit on foil. Like when I'm out foiling and see people like in the short pound getting two second rides, I'm like that does not look fun to me. Like every time we run the pier, right? Yeah, it's funny <laughs> to shoot the pier and see like all these kids in there like all stoked and seeing the foiling, but yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know. I think the the price of a kit is is the, is the factor and also just the learning curve, like the learning curve just getting past that. Like once you feel comfortable, it's so much fun. But I just still remember those days when I was trying to get comfortable on it. Like it can be it can be scary. Yeah. And most people need to just learn behind a ski or a boat and get get that down because like my friends that surf that i got into foiling now like they learn behind a ski first and they and they rip surfing so they can paddle into waves and pop up and, and glide now right and and they're totally loving it so what was your learning curve like did you kite foil before you started foiling my dad actually did he he learned foiling behind the kite so that's pretty interesting i can't imagine learning can't imagine learning proning like that'd be wild just to never foil before and paddle into a wave and pop up and try to learn that way like definitely take some beatings i'm sure but like that's what i did it was terrible yeah that's wild i got respect for the people that learned that way because i got on like a big old sup foil behind the ski Mm -hmm. and big wing got super stoked on the flight you fly first day fly first day yeah and then it then it came kite foiling came in and that was super fun to learn and i just love being able to cruise around freely and roam wherever and and boost and and ride waves but then the wake foiling like having an actual good wake where you can drop the rope and practice turning like i look back on one of my instagram posts when i was riding like an old crappy like slingshot setup and like doing turns and i thought it was so sick and i was able to pump into my dock like from from the boat and that was only like a couple couple of years ago so it's just wild to look back and see like how far we've come in the sport yeah from being so stoked on just like carving a wake but like that helped a lot just behind the boat carving in and out of a good wake like that and then and then it was proning like i first proned on like a cloud nine setup with a piezel board with like plenty of float and then and then i was on the lift 200 and i was like this is the holy grail of foiling like this is the best foil ever like i don't need anything else and then matt from real told us about armstrong and then i tried one and then the 1550 i was just blown away by that thing and i was like this is all i need ever and then army was like you got to try smaller wings for airs because i was doing little airs and like on the 1550 and it was working, but like, it's definitely harder to ride out of those because it kind of wants to breach when you, when you, when you land. But, and then I got down to like the 1050 and I was like, this can't get any better. And then the 1250, I was like, can't get any better. And then, then the, <laughs> and then the, then the high aspects came and 1125, I was mind blown by it. I know you don't really like it, but it, that thing still it's glides. It's the most efficient insane. foil I felt. It's so efficient. I just it's love ridiculous. like, when I'm proning to be able to chip in and get a set way out the back and just not feel super dead on cardio. And 
yeah. that's where the 925 is really like blowing my mind because I can carve it really well and bang the white water and it's just so much fun like pumping out and like just when I think it can't get any better like they just keep coming out with new wings that are blowing my mind and every time they come out with a new wing it's like that's the wing that I ride the most mm-hmm. so it's like anytime I get a new wing that they send me that's that's the wing I ride the most so it's just, I, I love testing new gear riding new stuff and like I thought it couldn't get any better a long time ago and I know it's it's got a ways to go so it's super exciting are you giving army feedback how's that work how's that relationship work yeah it's good I I keep in contact with with army and and Ollie as well and I mean I don't do that much but they just like send me the gear and I ride it and then that Lake Powell trip that they put together was super fun. We were hanging out with Mike Murphy and these air chair legends, dude. And that was so fun to watch these guys sending double flips on an air chair, just going so massive. It's like our sports got a ways to go for sure. If those guys are going literally 30 feet doing double flips. Yep. Like these air chair legends, like it was fun to, to hang with them and Mike Murphy. He's got so many funny jokes and Army's the man, dude freaking love army he's such a frother like always so fired up and stoked he had so much gear like on the on the houseboat we stayed in he was chopping stuff like (laughs) working on some air chair stuff too for for these air chair legends and yeah it it was a really fun trip just riding there in those canyons was insane like Noah was out there too and that's when i first did the flip um behind the boat and i was stoked on that because yeah, like I said, when I was trying that cartwheel kind of flip that Noah and Kai do, like it was throwing me off. I spin in this weird way. So I need to just keep spinning that way and try to ride off. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk to me about the V-tail. I've ridden that V-tail a bunch of times. And there's a, a, you ride it, you rip on it. Brian rides it, he rips on it. I'm missing something on the V-tail. It feels like it's like delays things out for me a little bit. Takes some getting used to for yeah. sure. Like I know it's fast. It's super efficient. It pumps really good. It feels different. I'd like to go back to the 232 and just compare because once I got that, I haven't taken it off and then I chopped it and it's so loose, it's so fast. But I remember like I had to get used to it, especially doing airs like wake surfing. It would kind of throw me off in the air sometimes and, and Noah didn't like it. So like when Noah's doing his airs, he's he's on the 232. Noah doesn't ride the V. And I think like for me, it feels like there's a little bit of uncertainty in it. And I like a lot of certainty when I'm loading up for something. And the other day when we were towing on it, it felt like a little bit... It, it, and maybe it's just you have to get used to the timing because there's probably a predictability to it and I just don't know it yet, but that it loads and then it, it kind of holds you in the turn for just a second longer and doesn't let me release out of the turn. I don't know, but I don't see that when you and Brian ride it. Maybe it's set up. Oh, I love it. I think it's so loose and so fast. Yeah. Like I said, I've just been riding it since, since I got one. Yeah. So I need to play around with some other gear more. I need to ride the 232 i need to chop the 232 because i've never you're still full no i chopped mine you already chopped the 232 i love it it definitely made it a lot looser yeah it's super loose and flowy and fast and i think it pumps so good but i've never even rode the chop 232 so i actually would like to bring one over and have you help me chop it So, so you're riding a stock 232 still or you chopped yeah when i kite i ride the short 50 fuse with the v2 232 that just mounts right on it with no shim yeah but i definitely want to chop that i've never rode the chop 232 i have one you can borrow before you chop it to see if you like it sick the i think it's v1 but um yeah but the chop the chop flying v goes sick i love it yeah i don't i I don't really want to try anything else but i think i need to just to see how the chop 232 goes but i'm blown away by it it's rad i mean it shows you riding whatever you're doing is working I wouldn't change anything, bro. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I hope we get another hurricane swell. I hope that's that's not it. Because I don't know. It doesn't get much better than that. Like some more size would be sick. That might have been the, one of the best swells I've seen in Florida. We it had was three so days of just perfect. Yeah, it was so good. Like the one day Wednesday I went and it had some wind on it. But I'd still rather go tow when there's a little wind on it if there's size. You know, like right. if there's size, I'm out there. Yep. But... 
like usually my dad wants to go when it's clean and offshore like but i'm like no if there's size gotta go because i'd rather have size and be be choppy than a clean little like three foot swell or whatever right but yeah it was that thursday was insane like just perfect offshore winds swell was just pulsing like might have been the, my most fun session in florida ever it was mine hands down i yep. told you when you guys pulled up like i was i was tripping i was like this yep. is the best sash toe foil session of my life and like that was <laughs> right after i i did like two threes on one wave and a flip oh, and i was just like frothing it and then you guys pulled up and i was like glad you made it yeah yeah i don't know i hope i hope that's not it for this season like i'm sure next season in hurricane season we'll, we'll get it like that hopefully bigger yeah but it's still early though, man. We're only early September. We've got two months left, so. I hope, dude. Yeah, we're about to get some good nor'easter wind for kiting too. Are we? Yeah, this is the season for getting nor'easters. Oh, oh you I thought you saw something. Or coming. for this is just the season. Yeah. yeah, like the wind starts to crank from the northeast. Yep. There'll be some crazy runners too. Yeah. So the St. Augustine runners, the way the coast bends down there on the northeast is so much better. Really, it's like our south runners. I love like to explore down. down there. Yeah, we need to do that. That'd be killer. Pedigo just did like three miles on one, I think. On really? the, la- the last little north. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. He was towing down in San Og too, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that Volano spot. Yeah, I just still can't get over that that Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> and <coughs> we got it so good. It was it was sick because we scored so hard. Like I was worried that I was gonna miss out because I was working that week and then right when I got off, like we scored so hard and I got so many good rides. Like I, I was so content with the session. Like I was just content. Like I had done everything I had wanted to try, like rode off with everything I thought was like capable of me doing. And then the next day, like that Friday, there was some wind on it. So. Yep. Um, how has your life changed? You just started, um, the real world technically yeah. real job. It's wild, Big man. Job. Like, my playtime's up, dude. My playtime was nice while it lasted and I was in school, but it's cool. Yeah. Uh, my job is really cool. It's Philo Compliance Cloud. So it's a software as a service and mm-hmm. I'm doing sales for them. So it's it's cool. I'm working doing the nine to five job right now just to get some experience, you know, yep. working with really cool, smart people and they all... They all still want to see me getting sessions, so the sessions haven't stopped at all. So it's definitely a big change, but I feel p- more productive, you know. And it's the sessions are are more valuable when right. you know when when you only have a little time slot to to get them. But I'm I'm not looking forward to freaking the change in the times because That's brutal. I'm gonna be getting off at five, and it's gonna be like dark at five thirty. Right. So that I'll probably probably not like it as much when that happens but i'm gonna stick through it dude it's cool i'm digging it i i used to not celebrate but mourn that day called it dark day and just like the i just hated it man and especially when i had so same age as you now i got my first kind of real job was working at this office and man the whole five o'clock thing it just ruined me you come home and it was i bought a kegerator i just got <laughs> fat it was, it was so bad <laughs> Get off and start pouring draft beers. It's funny. Yep. No, well, I'm going to have to change it up. Like, I'm just glad that I can work from home. Like, I'm so thankful for that because what it's what's going to end up happening is I'm going to be taking sessions in between meetings and stuff. Yeah. So yep. going to have to do that just to keep just to keep my mind right, dude, because I'll go crazy just being a being a freaking cage monkey <laughs> office <laughs> office monkey or whatever you call it. But yeah, no, it's sick because I can still like get little workouts in between meetings because since i work from home like it's 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 awesome so i got rope set up in my garage you know the battle ropes so i do like 30 seconds on 30 seconds off just ripping those things doing like jumping jacks with them power slams like doing the core what do you call it this thing the core uh, yeah yeah mason twists or whatever with them and then and then i'm back then i'm back at it and once i've got some exercise like like my mind's right and i can focus because when i'm staring staring at the computer for too long it's makes yeah. me tired been wearing blue light blue light glasses so doesn't make me too tired and stuff <laughs> but yeah it's going to be sick to be able to get sa- i've still been able to get a couple foil sessions and 
and get back to work. But I just love where we live because there's always something foilable and there's always that little time slot with, with near low tide where you can go have some fun and get some killer cardio. So let's, let's talk about how you approach as a pro athlete training diet. How much time do you put into that stuff? And you just mentioned some of the workouts that you do, but how serious are you about all that? I know you're a healthy dude. Yeah, I'm a big smoothie guy. Like every morning I'll make a smoothie with avo, like flaxseed, spinach, kale, mango, yep. whatever I got, edamame, and then protein. I've been using Laird's products. Laird's got some really good products. He's got like this protein powder that's got all these functional mushrooms in it, like lot lion's mane, chaga, and all that. And then, yeah, I'll... I'll just work. And then when I get off, definitely trying to get a session, whatever it is, like kite foil prone. It's been great exercise. I used to be in the gym, like lifting a lot, but now like during the summertime, it's really just sessions. Like, like the only time I really hit the gym now is to hit legs just to kind of stay even because I feel like I use my back leg, my pumping leg a lot more. So like I was just doing some squats today and felt good just to break a sweat but have you been able to even out because i am incredibly lopsided at this point like it's bad man that's crazy yeah i feel like it's good to do some squats and like some single leg press and like extensions and curls and all that so i feel like i'm pretty even dude i mean i've been i've been working on it a little bit but yeah, yeah i just try to eat healthy and and try to i mean i just way rather be in the ocean than be in the gym always like, so I used to lift more, but now it's just been like, I'm just, I just want to stay lean and flexible be like Jerry Lopez, dude. He's in, that's the first time I ever saw someone prone foil live in person was Jerry Lopez in, in Cabo. So I get to prone with him a little bit and I was riding with him. He actually handshaped me a sick board, Jerry Lopez foil board that I have out there in Cabo. That's unreal. And he asked me what color I wanted. And I said like Rasta colors. And he said Rasta flage. So it's like camo. It's like it's like Rasta colors, but like with like a camo style too. I'll show you a picture of it when the show's over, but it's so sick. He's That's such rad. a cool guy. He he shaped that thing for me. Like didn't didn't want any money or anything. And he's just in such good shape. He does yoga. Like he's lean. That's how I'm trying to be. Just like lean and to where I can do my sport for as long as I possibly can. Just pretty much just like my dad too. Like he's in killer shape. Yup. And he's going to be able to ride for a long time. Jim Bones is still out there pumping around freaking 74 and in killer shape. Like you see that dude with his shirt off and he's like literally shredded and he's 74. And that's what foiling does to you, dude. He'll spend like five hours in the water at guardrails some days. And he's just like, you ask him how, how he's doing. He's like, happy, happy. He's just like the happiest dude ever. Everybody here in our foil crew has probably lost at least 10 pounds in the last year. It's the best cardio. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's it's the best cardio. Like those runners like get off and you've just been like sitting around all day. It's like some people go for a jog or a run. Like I'm trying to do a runner, short runner. <laughs> it's so much cooler than just doing a normal run. Like you just chip in and go the distance, dude. And you're, you're breathing. It's a great breathing exercise. Like. Like Nick from Lyft and your show was talking about how he thinks foiling is just like a great breathing exercise too. And I feel that like I'm just out there pumping, breathing. It's good stuff. Can't get enough of it. Who inspires you? Uh, Definitely my dad, Kai, Noah. Just sick to ride with him because it's definitely pushed my riding more. But yeah, my, my dad totally like... He balances work and play perfectly. So he always like puts work first, but still finds a time to get sessions and he's just always getting it done. Yep. And he and crushes it too. Super successful dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's rad. Yeah. He, he just, he grinded when he was my age, super hard to kind of set his life up to where like he can go on trips to Cabo and he knows the CEO of the company that I'm working for now. So he's like, don't, don't take him away for too long and make sure he can still go on some surf trips with me here and there and stuff. Oh, but that's rad. Yeah, it's cool. So yeah, hoping to get out to Cabo soon with him and just have some great times with him. It's just been amazing. I cherish every moment I get with him, you know? Yeah. He's getting older, but he's got a long ways to go. So 
it's just sick that we have we share the same sport because like we really wouldn't hang out as much if we didn't share the same love for foiling right and like first it was kiting but and it's sick to see you with demo because it's going to be the same way like y'all are going to have that strong connection together and it's super rad dude like he literally is my best friend like we're straight up friends like best friends it's rad like yeah it's rad like i always want him to come get sessions with us all my friends are like where's your dad at like let him come try with us like it's sick (laughs) i was i was riding with rob the other day when we were going out to tow and He's like, he was talking about you guys being great friends. And he's like, yeah, I mean, Kirk's my great friend too, though. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, all my friends are straight up boys with my dad. Like, he's their boy. Like, it's funny. And they talk about whatever. He gives them business advice too. And yeah, he's just my mentor. Like, he's connecting me with other, with other successful people like that I'm trying to learn from as well. So... Hopefully, I'll be able to find a way to be able to score sessions too, like like you're doing, and just have a quality of life. Like I just want, like, time's more important than money to me for real. Time's the currency. Man. Yeah, that's it. I'm starting to figure that out for sure. Like time, time is more important. I just want a quality life. Like just doing what I love. Like don't want too many problems. For money or whatever. I I went to Costa Rica when I was 16. And up until that point, I was thinking like business and, um, you know, I was good at math and and stuff, science and stuff. And I was pretty, I guess, success minded at that point. And but surfing was my favorite thing in the world. All I wanted to do was surf. Right. But I thought that I had to like make it first and then retire. And then you can be able to surf. And we went to Costa Rica and I saw folks just basically eating beans and rice and just surfing all day. And I was like, wait a second. It's like, we've kind of got it all wrong. And I, I like, I mean, I cried on the trip home, like on the plane oh. ride on the way home. It was like best two weeks I've ever had in my life. Cried on the plane ride home. And then I was like, it's kind of probably just changed my whole life. And it did, you know, like that experience. And it was always, you know, you, you got to work hard enough to be successful, I guess. But you should never, you know, I did the real job. I tried to fake it for a year. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's sick I'm that out. you do what you love, dude. Like you got the setup here. You got a killer family, killer spot here. Like so what more do you need, dude? Yeah. I, I was like, yeah, I, I was, when I was like rooming with Noah and all that, I was like, oh, it'd be so sick to be getting like paid like Noah is because he's got his pro model wakeboards and wake surfers and, and, he, and he's doing well for his age, you know? Right. So I was like, yeah, it'd be so sick. And then. And then, yeah, this foiling thing came about and it's, I just do it for fun. You know, I do all these sports for fun and then I want to try to like do something in, in business to be able to have the time to go on trips and mm-hmm. go spend time in Cabo and hopefully yeah. I'll find a way to figure it out. But I'm just glad I'm getting some real, real life experience. There's something to be said for that too, where once your passion becomes work, it kind of changes a little bit, you yeah, know, and that's if you the just thing. keep it your passion that's pretty rad as well like right um when you look for new tricks where do you where you know i know who inspires you you know what we just talked about there but how do you find the inspiration for progression what are you looking at like at this point except for noah maybe kai there's no one in in foiling that you can really look for in inspiration are you watching snowboarding are you watching surfing yeah what are you looking at to try to figure out what's next I mean, definitely what I was doing on the 625, like the railies and all that came from wakeboarding. Like mm-hmm. it just felt like I was wakeboarding on a foil and I want to do some more of that. Get that 720 would be sick. And then maybe some toe side flips or maybe like a Pete Rose. I was, I, I need to start trying that again. That's like when you come in toe side and it's a back flip with a front side three. So that, that would be sick. But yeah, I just... Definitely comes from wakeboarding a lot. I mean, skating and wake skating. I just love doing that stuff for fun. But like I said, I'm trying to think of what's next to try. So I'm just so pumped on that last swell. Like I did everything (laughs) I wanted to do in in the surf. I sent the clips to Ollie from Armstrong and he's going to edit them and probably put them out there before I do. So unreal. But yeah, I'm super satisfied with with what i did in the surf there and like i said like 
trying to think of what's next. Yeah. Because, like, we thought our riding, like, plateaued a long time ago. And and then we've come a lot further than that. So, hopefully, we're in the same spot right now where I think there's not much more that, like, can be done. But, yeah, I don't know, dude. Maybe like a, I don't know. I don't know if a front flip's possible, like surf foiling. I don't, I don't know. I didn't think a front flip was possible wing foiling. We see Mateo and, and Jeffrey Spencer and those guys sending them. Guy, like, that's crazy. Yeah. H- how do you approach style? Uh, I just try to flow, dude. Like, like, uh, I just try to do different grabs, like in my airs. I kind of try to bring, like, like you said, like surfing or snowboarding into it. I just kind of like am in just like a flow state, whatever feels right. Like I'm trying to do different grabs, like roast beef grab between the legs. Like, and then that double hand grab was just something I just was like, I'm going big. I'm going to grab both with both my hands. Just kind of something I thought of like midair. So I kind of just go with the flow. But yeah, I like the style. Like definitely I work on it kiting a lot too. Just trying to do like crail grabs, like trying to just be steezy with it yeah. however just riding with my friends that like rip too that are some senders just trying to just trying to push it you just mentioned flow states how do you relate to that term just i feel like flow states and foiling go like together so well you're just being in the ocean like i don't know just when you're in a state of flow you're just you're just flowing like i don't know it's kind of hard to describe i guess but I love it and I feel like it's definitely a thing like especially when foiling and it's just great to go out there and like not think about anything else it's almost like a form of meditation for me yeah like being in the ocean is right on Austin well thank you for coming on dude it's been great this is this is epic the studio is so sick get to check out the the conditions too like it can be hard to do work here though some days bro like I yeah, got a whole I day of work and I'm like, it's so good. I bet, dude. This is the setup. Thanks a lot for having me. It's been a pleasure. What do you want to leave folks with? How do um, people find you? Austin Tovey, Austin T-O-V. Austin Tovey, yep. T-O-V as in Victor, E-Y um, on Instagram. and Real Water Sports. Yeah, Real, Real Water foils. Sports, Armstrong Foils, North Kiteboarding and Mystic Boarding. Thanks, guys. The sponsors. And then... Everybody, anybody who's sending airs, foiling, send me some clips. Like this kid, Bobby in Singapore has been sending me like all his stuff. And it's been sick to see him out there in Singapore ripping. Like he just did a frontside three behind the boat. And I gave him some tips on it before he stomped it. So yeah, I just want to see more, more people doing, doing airs, foiling. I want to see some more gnarly stuff, flip spins. So send me, send me some clips. I, I just, yeah, just want to see some more aerial, aerial foiling. Epic. Brother, thank you for coming on the show. This was awesome. We shared best waves ever this week and finally did this after about a year talking about it. So yeah, for sure. Dude. It, Next time we got to have Noah on too. Yeah. And my dad too. And your dad. Sick. Round table. Killer stuff, man. Appreciate it a lot. This is the Progression Project Podcast. Deconstructing foiling, flow, and the learning process with your host, Eric Anthemson.